Welcome back to Editing Aloud in a momentous week full of high drama and activity. Waking up this morning to the Hawks raiding the Gupta compound in Saxon World. Natasha Marion, why today of all days when we were expecting Jacob Zuma to resign? What are the Hawks up to and why all of a sudden? Um, well, the NEC finally decided to recall President Jacob Zuma. It's clear that the Hawks are far from, um, you know, politically independent um, you know and th this is an indication that you know they could have they could have moved against these people a long time ago and they didn't do so now that the political tide is turning we're seeing a lot of a flurry of action we saw the NPA um, head uh, the NPA releasing a statement yesterday after after leaving us in the dark for quite a while that the representations by President Jacob Zuma um, have to be the uh, finalized and the recommendation from his prosecuting team will be um, they have to be handed in by the 23rd of February so we seeing this flurry of activity um, and now that it's clear that the political tide has truly turned with the NEC's decision to recall Jacob Zuma. Rob, would we expect a whole series of, um, of, of, of charges and prosecutions to follow or is it still too early to hope for anything? So No, no, I'm sure that's going to follow. Important. I think that, as Natasha said, the, the tide has not turned so, so that, that should follow. And also the fact is that once you, once you take the first step um, and your asset forfeiture actions taken a few weeks ago were the first step. Um, the, the legal machinery is now kicked into gear. It, it, is, it is a damning indictment, though, of the Hawks, the fact that it took this long and they only wait until, until they know that the president's gone. Um, I suppose the president did appoint the man who had the Hawks burning in Tlemeza, who was a, who was a terrible um, an albatross around the, country's, around the entire country's prosecutorial services. Nothing happened at the Hawks for years. The issue is that the Hawks, is now, that the Hawks and the NPA are so denuded of talents Will they actually be able to make successful prosecutions from what are quite complicated cases, I imagine, in this case? Tim, is the institutional capacity there still, or has it been very thoroughly eroded? In you know, I was quite impressed by it. I, I thought, you know, the, the view from the outside is the institutional capacity is gone. Um, but, you know, I was reading the, the uh, affidavits that the Hawks put together about the Freda Farm scandal, um, and they were great. You know, they, uh, they had... They put together an extraordinarily uh, complex case. They did it, you know, it was uh, consummately done. Um, this is editor saying the writing was fantastic, so it was <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I mean, it was, it, it was, um, and they sort of went in and, you know, you know uh, got all of the documentation. They seemed like they'd done, you know, a lot of the background work. But I, I mean, I think that there is still some there, and obviously it was frustrated, you know. So obviously they had this case ready to go, you know, two years ago, and the higher ups in the Hawks said no. You know, that, that's basically what happened. Right. So uh, there's, there's presumably there's been a whole bunch of investigators sitting inside the Hawks, uh, um, you know, putting together more and more and more and more uh, um, evidence. Um, so, um, so I'm more hopeful than I was before I'd seen all of that. Right. I mean, uh, and you know, the, the thing is, I mean, what, one doesn't want to be, you know, too cynical about this, but Listen, these are not hard cases. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, these are not hard cases to put together. I mean, you, you see what happened to the money in the, in the Frida Farm case. I mean, the, the money w went from the, 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 um, the Free State Department of Agriculture into the account on day 29 or whatever it was. Day 30, it was gone. 
<laughs> you know, the uh, and it went into you know the personal accounts of Oath Bay and the personal accounts of Atul Gupta. You know what I mean? This is not a hard case to uh, to prove. So uh, I'm hopeful they'll get a conviction. I, don't I must say this: I, I, the symbolic importance of just seeing the hawks hmm. outside the Saxon World compound is just. Enormous. I don't think we realized how much, how much yes, we needed yes. that in a yeah. sense. But Ron, what would be your, your sort of priority crimes? I mean, what would you want the law enforcement agencies to go after first? I guess state capture, right? It, it centers on the Guptas and all aligned on ESCOM, everyone involved there. That's where we need to see them action. I think, I mean, as Tim was saying, the, the Hawks and the they had these cases built up, and they were just literally just waiting for that for that moment when they could get the the, the okay to go. And it was about the bosses. Right? We spoke about here about we spoke about uh, all these heads that Zuma had put in place with peop, uh, public protector hawks heads. And I w once you move those heads, then this will all happen. But everyone, the, the, the guys are still there, still doing their job, but just being frustrated. So now we actually see some action. And these uh, Gupta leaks were out just was last year, right? Yeah. So the actual the hard evidence really for all of us came to, to fruition last year. So it's kind of, thankfully, they, they, they were doing work behind the scenes. And as people were, were murmuring about that, the guys are still working behind the scenes. And now we're seeing those. those but those but I suppose it is, it is an indication that they are moving of the extent to which Jacob Zuma is a dead man walking yeah. and yet Natasha he continues to walk why has it been such a torturous process to get him out and I should tell the the viewers that that we pre-record the show so that as we speak we are waiting to hear whether there will be a Jacob Zuma resignation at all but why has this all been so torturous Natasha um we must remember that that Jacob Zuma had quite a you know, he, he, he was very strategic in the way he placed certain people in power to prop him up. If, if, if you read the president's keepers, if you read, you know, a, a vast amount of literature on how Jacob Zuma stayed in power, you will see that it was always going to be really difficult to, to supplant him. But, but slowly that, you know, you know that happened and, and he's, the, the NEC unanimously, unanimously, that when, when Ace Makashule said that word, I had quite a grin on my face because um, it, it would be, have been unheard of last year, just last year, just in November, actually. So, so they unanimously took a decision to, to, to recall him and, and supplant him. And um, he, he's got, you know, an, an ANC member interestingly told me he lives in a parallel universe. You know, he, he's got this parallel view of the world and that he was very, very angry when, when Ace Makashule and um, Cyril Ramaphosa went to tell him that um, he must resign on, on the night of the NEC, which is why he said, well, do what you want to do. Um, I'm not resigning. Um, and, and that resulted in the recall. So it, it was not, it was never going to be easy. Like, you know, I know everybody's very impatient and it's, but it's, it, it was never going to be easy to, to s remove someone who, who doesn't have that, you know, solid a grip on reality right now. Um, you know, even if you look at, if he's, if you look at when he, when he heard that Cyril Ramaphosa had won the ANC election, that, that clip of his face, you know, and you, the, how he gripped his hands and how he clenched them, it's clear that, you know, this man has very little um, a sense of reality um, of, of how things really started slipping beneath him. So this is kind of our Mugabe moment. But what is your mm. bet on who is going to be South Africa's president by the end of this week? Well, um, it, 
depends on what happens today. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation that he's not going to resign. There's speculation at the moment that that at least two of the top six leaders of the ANC are now with him to try and convince him that you know this is the right thing to do and that he needs to to do this. Um, but we we should have a clear indication by the end of today. Um, and. The, the hope in the ANC is that Cyril Ramaphosa would be the president by next week when the budget is delivered at, at the latest. What is, can I ask, I mean, what is the process if he refuses to resign? What actually happens technically? Um, well, a very, you know, Esma Kishule did say to us at the, at, at the briefing yesterday that there's no decision on a motion of no confidence um, that the NEC had taken, but this is not exactly true. Um, there was quite a rigorous discussion on, on the approach um, of the caucus uh, that would kick in once they once uh, should Zuma decide that he's not going to resign, and we saw that there is an emergency caucus meeting of the ANC's caucus happening this morning. There's a lot of movement there. The EFF has withdrawn its application for um, its motion of no confidence to be moved up. It, it has openly said that it's um, in talks with the ruling party over that motion of no confidence. So the wheels are turning uh, slowly, um, but they are turning. And once uh, that motion is agreed to, which would, which will be pretty easy um, if, if the EFF does agree to hand the ANC that motion. Um, Jacob Zuma's history. Tim, you've written about how, wha how this reflects on the party, that mm. how difficult it has been a process to get Jacob Zuma out and before that to, to get Double Mbeki called. What does this tell us about the ANC's health? Well, you know, I mean, I, I was just um, sort of uh, playing on the idea, uh, you know, the comparison between the two different uh, um, recalls. Because, you know, superficially there are a lot of uh, comparisons. They both take place in the eighth year of the, you know, the presidency. Um, you know, it's two successive presidents now that the ANC is uh, recalled. The, um, um, I mean, I think that there's two things that are, you know, that are, that are um, I mean, even though they look the same, th actually the, the recalls were, the context, the, 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 uh, the nature of the recalls are completely different. Uh, Tashkin knows more about this than me, but the, uh, the, uh, I think it does demonstrate that you know the ANC's idea of the political party as being you know, the essentially the, the uh, the NEC or you know the party speaking with a single voice you know and everybody else's deployees and you know the uh, um, you know I just don't think that this is a great idea you know the uh, um, I think it weakens the executive and I think you, you that has consequences for the the government programs. Um, so, you know, at the moment, we're all delighted, well, you know, of a certain group of South Africans, we're delighted to see uh, Jacob Zuma leave. Um, and uh, at the time of, uh, of Mbeki's departure, actually, there was a lot of concern about this process, so, you know, that, that basically the, the future of the, the future leader of the country was being decided by, you know, uh, by a political party, not even by parliament, you know, by, by a political party and a, a segment of the political party at that, you know, the, uh, um, this time everyone's delighted you know at the same process but it's, there is still a underlying problem here that's um, that um, that that you know that these two successive you know recalls uh, demonstrate well the, the markets have gone crazy on the prospect of a, oh, of a Cyril Ramaphosa presidency now now how much of a window does the Cyril Ramaphosa once he's have to to capitalize on, on that confidence. Well, I mean, here's a, it's, a, it's a great window looking at the global growth scenario. So I think this is almost the perfect time for 
to stage this coup, right? To stage, well, I'm probably a coup, but to stage this political thing was the Marxists are looking forward to see the Ryan now. It's 1184 when, I, when, when we started the show. So he's got the he's, it's perfect time. He, he's worked as, I, I'm very impressed by how quickly he's worked. With 53% win in December, this quick. Um, I mean, all of us sitting here were thinking we'd have someone for another, maybe until June or something like that. So it's very impressive what he's done. Um, I know the key funders of ESCOM have said they're not funding ESCOM until there's a political, until at least there's some movement around Lynn Brown, around uh, Kikaupa, and trying to get uh, Zuma to play along on those like was near impossible. So what he's done is quite impressive, but also he had no choice. Like th this move, mm. I, I thought, head of state of nation, maybe we're all accustomed to maybe Zuma would, would deliver it, and we'll just uh, see the antics of EFF and so on, and have a budget, and then slowly move out. But I think the pressure is there. The, the, the lenders are saying, look, we're not keeping anything. Last week, PIC had to give uh, ESCOM an emergency loan. It tells you how desperate the situation actually is. And this is where Zuma doesn't quite grasp what's going on around him. So, but I'm, I'm very impressed with what he's done. And it's, it is a slow grinding process. I was thinking about, you know, Zuma, his whole presidency hinges on how badly he did in Gantler, right? The 200 odd million. He's about to be fired and have uh, a mortgage for the rest of his life of 80,000, right? On Gantler. So you imagine his own precious thinking, God, I, this thing that I revered, loved, my Gantler is owned by a bank, a VBS, dodgy bank. So like. These are all the things that can, in his head, sitting there, uh, sorry, I almost use the word, uh, I must have him so stressed, and I can, I can almost understand why he just hit, hit for six here, yeah. and uh, it's gonna be a long process when he eventually accepts it. Uh, Zuma's, Zuma's future is pretty scary, I think, personally, on, on his, it's not even about the country, he doesn't care about wha how, how it affects us, how it affects markets for him, it's just, like personally, I think this is at the end for him. And so there's no recovery. What yeah? is hitting forces? We're going to take yeah? a break. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break, and after the after the break, we will talk about what happens next. <laughs> okay. Welcome back, and let's assume now that Cyril Ramaphosa is South Africa's president. What happens next? Um, State of the nation, Tim. When is it? What does it need to say? Um, Your top three things well, that he needs to the say. The first thing is that the state of the nation is not a, um, you know, is not a legislative, you know, necessity. Um, so there doesn't have to be a state of the nation now. There can be a state of the nation in three months' time. You know, the uh, so it's not like the budget, um, which y you know is uh, ha does have a have a time limit because the budget can only be pushed out so long because. Uh, the, the financial year, the state's financial year then begins, and, you know, so, uh, um, so you know, it's conceivable that we, we, we don't have a state of the nation, but I mean, let's, as, let's assume that, that uh, you know, everything unfolds, um, we're, we're working on the basis, uh, state of the nation, Tuesday, Wednesday maybe, budget, um, Budget Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. It's going to be very close. But it doesn't have to. I mean, it would be terrible. I think if there wasn't a state of the nation mm -hmm. before the budget. Because it does. Um, it does give the the the, the, the overview, yeah. the flavour of what the government and sure especially thing. a new government in yeah. its essence, led exactly. by a new leader, yeah, has yeah, yeah. to say. What are the chances of a cabinet reshuffle, and what should it look like, Rob? Um, I think it's. I mean, it has to happen. There's no ways that Ramaphosa, if he is in charge in the next week, cannot do that. Um, the, the difficulty is who he can who he can oust. 
compatibility with Lumini, for example, you'd imagine would be the first to go. But then there's Swa NC Most Woman's of League issues. Swani, Swani, Swani is history, in, and he has to be history. If that man is never seen in any political office again, it'll be you know 100 years too soon. So Zwani has to be gone immediately. Th I think the interesting thing is what happens to Gigaba. Um, he has to deliver a budget on Wednesday. Uh, when do you get rid of Gigaba, if you get rid of Gigaba? which I think was a fairly common perception that Gagaba is, he introduced the concept of state capture to our state-owned companies. So he really is a legacy of the worst of the Zuma years. So do you keep him just for budget and then ax him afterwards, or what do you do with him? Natasha, what do you do with Malusi Gagaba? Well who has changed sounds, it seems, quite speedily. Uh, yes, as as much of the of the current NEC. But I think with with uh, Malusi Gigawa, it's 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 going to be really tricky for him to to remain in that post. I think it's going to be a tricky decision for Cyril to make. Um, but the Z Zando Commission of Inquiry, which is the inquiry into state capture, um, is is getting off the ground. The regulations were released last week. The first thing they're going to probe is board appointments and cabinet appointments. And there's no way that um, Malusi Gigaba is not going to be, um, you know, his role as minister of, uh, as then minister of state uh, of public enterprises. There's no way his role is not going to come up. Um, neither is there any way that Lynn Brown's role is not going to come up in ensuring the uh, key um, Gupta allies are in certain boards and, and in certain positions to, to sort of prop up the state capture project. So um, it's, it's f for me to be a no-brainer to remove him, um, but Cyril has to balance. Uh, Cyril, uh, the new president has to balance so many things. He's got to he's got to ensure that he doesn't alienate too many people inside the NEC, um, inside um, inside the ANC, um, and he's and he's also got to balance that with um, you know the, the the needs of the state. Um, but. F he's, he's got a real problem on his hands if, if that ca uh, cap state capturing inquiry starts and his finance minister is one of the first to be implicated in it. Mm. Not to mention his public enterprises yeah. minister. He has to, yes, he has yeah, to right? move Kikaba to another ministerial. I don't think he can kick him out of cabinet. I, th mm. I don't know why, but Kikaba matters. Maybe someone will explain to me one day why he matters, but he matters. So you've got to move yes. him out of, of, of Treasury and give him home affairs, then he can go to this inquiry as home affairs minister and mm. almost doesn't ruffle a few, yeah. yeah, like give him something <laughs> else and maybe rehabilitate him. Everyone says, yeah, okay, there's a well leader, there's a leader there somewhere. Surely is, 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 is there are a whole bunch of people out there who mm. would not have worked in the Zuma administration or for Malusi, and we know who's left Treasury under Malusi mm. Gaba, mm. and, and so one of the issues is surely going to be, will a Cyril Ramaphosa administration be able to attract back some of the people who have really good people who have walked out of yeah. government bring back Tatanina first. That's, that's anyway, that's it. Like me, my one one guy that must come back to treasury is just bring back Nene. the one guy who's talking to divide him. And then, and under him, you'd bring back the, uh, the guys that have left, the ones that can't come join back. Us, for Can I uh, join us? We, we have received member. news huh? that a motion of no confidence is going ahead. Okay, wow, I understand yeah. Zuma's Jacob Zuma's deadline was today and it is going ahead. So uh, we hope this isn't another piece of disinformation. But okay, so now we go, if, mm. if no confidence goes ahead, what does it look like and how soon would it be? Um, well, it would be really soon. The, the, the discussions I was having uh, with people in the caucuses uh, yesterday was that they wanted on Thursday. Um, if he, if, you know, if the, all the 
other machinations around it are put in place. If he confirms that he's not resigning and they go ahead with the motion of confidence, no confidence they wanted to do it tomorrow. Um, what would happen then is that the cabinet would resign. Uh, mm. You know, if uh, it's I, I don't, I don't it's in the it's entire it's government, Tim, the legal yes. position. Yeah. So, so, so unlike uh, a, a resignation, no confidence means the whole cabinet goes. Correct. Uh, okay, and on, and mm. and the the uh, uh, so in in some ways uh, you know this is uh, it gives Sir Ramposo just on our topic of the Please cabinet mm. a little bit of a more more uh, uh, um, you know free free uh, hand yeah. the um, the uh, you know I just uh, I mean uh, you know the thing that we want from the cabinet is we want we want to return to the days of a meritocracy you know what I mean I you know there were some people who who were appointed by Zuma. You know who who were really good, and then because they turned out to be good, they got you know they got kicked. You know, so, you know, so I, I don't think being appointed by Zuma, you know, was ne should necessarily be a complete bar I mean on on your on, you know on on uh, sort of returning to success. the yeah, it's accidental you know appointments. Robert, no confidence debate this time is going to be very different to the previous. Is it eight times? Mm. Um, if you listen to Gwyneth and Tasha talk about it yesterday, <laughs> I mean, he he was he was lacerating Zuma. He was saying we're going to throw him to the wolves, and this is a completely different scenario to the last time. Um, it's going to be a very uncomfortable time for Jacob and Zuma. And, the I think that's BBS, and, and I do think, yeah. I mean, t you know, talking about the, the new cabinet, once they reconstitute it, I think the deputy president position will be really fascinating, who they choose. It'll be a sign of whether Ramaphosa is willing to compromise in a way that could potentially be ruinous to his administration in the way that Mbeki did by appointing Zuma as his deputy, by appointing, say, someone like David Mabuza, or if he's going to completely decide on, on what he might term a cabinet of integrity and choose the Lady Pandal, who has no real political backing. Um, so I think that'll but be but fascinating. But we know this, don't we? We, don't, we know that he's not going to appoint Mabuza. Uh, well, he, yeah, he's, he's still the Premier of the of the of mm. Malanga, so the, that there would be a complication. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, the indications are that Lindy Sulu is going to be um, mm. appointed Deputy President. Um, you know, there was there was an attempt by the remnants of the of the Zuma faction, or those admitting to be the remnants of the Zuma faction, um, to install Nkosazar Nadlamini Zuma. But um, I'm, I understand that that's failed. So it should be we we likely to see a Lindy Sulu. She won like um, two thousand votes, over yes. two thousand mm. in the last. So it's a she yeah, has so some she she yeah, and mm. and you know she she's she's sort of attuned with with um, Cyril Ramaphosa's message of 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 cleaning governance and and and, and renewing the ANC, so uh, and renewing um, uh, the you know the the reputation of governance of government. Um, so yeah, sh I think she would be the the candidate. She also has experience in the intelligence services, yeah. which might yeah. be quite important um, mm. in terms of getting a grip on the levers of power and rooting out all the people who were keeping mm. Mm. Jacob Zuma in power. But and defence, yeah, and defence, and yes. defence, yeah. Mm. But now, now let's whoever delivers the budget. Uh, what is the big challenge, uh, Rondabi and? What are the chances that Moody's downgrades us I afterwards? Okay. If it's still kickover, he's got to show action, right? I'm sure now he's all geared up. He's got his whole a new suit uh, acquired for it. But he's got to show us action. So there will be an austerity government, plans to cut, uh, uh, raise revenues and, and, uh, and cut expenditure. And I'm sure that's exactly what he's going to paint out for us, a scenario for the next couple of years. And if, it, it, if he doesn't deliver that type of leadership, then definitely there's no, it's no future for him. So I'm sure that's what we... We're looking for, and what our uh, agencies are looking for, if we're going to avoid another downgrade, uh, and that's that's up for him to play.
Hexhaxton? Yeah, no, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, in some ways it would be, uh, it would be great for the new administration um, to, to leave the announcement of the tax hikes mm. to someone from the old administration, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just tactically. Um, so, uh, um, and I sort of wonder why, uh, you know, it's, a, it's interesting why the ANC was trying to avoid what's, what's happened now. And one of the reasons is that, uh, you know, uh, um, if the whole cabinet has to resign, then, the, then y you know, th the one thing that really complicates the decision now is whether or not they put a new finance minister in two days before the, you know, the, the uh, budget. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that would be kind of shocking, <laughs> I think, for whoever it is. Not <laughs> 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 I suppose yeah, the hallmark of the October budget that was, was <laughs> that Milosevic Gaba didn't seem to engage with it or make any decisions at all. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't do but I mean, the, the, the just, just to that. the point, the, the uh, I mean, wh what we're looking at is a two percentage point increase in that. That's what more or less has to happen mm. for the budget process to remain, to, uh, to have some kind of integrity, mm. which is impressive enough uh, to convince the rating agencies not to downgrade us. And That's a pretty horrible that thing to announce. Yeah. Is that to, fill that, to fill that 50 billion yes. rand gap, gap yeah, 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 the, yeah. the tax revenue yeah. shortfall. And pay for free fees. Yeah, I mean, in terms, of, in terms mm. of, in terms of uh, appeasing the ratings agencies, um, it, it might work. I mean, it might work given that if Ramaphosa has new people in charge, you're selling a message of hope, and the ratings agencies, I think, in the past have given us lots of leeway as long as there's a sense of progress and a message of hope. Um, the last thing I think they want to do and they're very sensitive to is is creating the self-fulfilling prophecy of downgrades. Yeah. So I think they will be they'll be very sensitive towards that, especially with the message of hope going around. I think if mm. if Gagaba is is there and were Zuma still here, I think I think it's a very different scenario you're looking at. And any like uh, I mean postponement of the budget or a new minister, I think that'll give the whole thing uncertainty has led to a budget in South Africa like either being postponed or a new. So let let Gagaba go ahead and do it, right? He hasn't done it. It's still a job, but he hasn't done it. Uh, well, terrible. Okay. And his suits are fantastic. And then they are <laughs> fantastic. And then afterwards, <laughs> mid-year, then put someone else in there. Hopefully, that's how. Also, it the presidency out. had taken a lot more control yeah. since October of the budget mm. process, mm. and and, mm. and is yes. has apparently been calling at least some of the shots. Yes, but it it, it depend as well on who would replace um, Gigaba. Who you know whether you know they could do the same thing they did in in December of 2015 and reappoint Praven. They could go back to Nene. Um, though they both, they both, you know, would be able to just step into that role very easily. Given where the ANC is now, fifty-three percent, fifty, you can't bring back the one guy. Did a great job fighting someone, but you bring him back, then it's definitely like saying the other forty odd percent of ANC members, there's he's back, you know, kind of thing. So that's why the reason why the only reason why I want Nen Nen is like he's boring. Politically, yeah. Politically he's boring. dull. Like there's nothing you can't say where Nen's working for him. Yeah, people like well. working for him as well within the department. And he's politically he's it ruffles no one really. Everyone was pissed off, both Zuma, uh, Zuma allies and those against him when Zuma fired Nene. So he's bringing back someone as dull as, as they come and just does his job. And he want, actually in the finance ministry, he wants someone like that. I don't I know. Think I, they were, I think they were pretty pissed off when they, he fired Previn Gordon too. Yeah, <laughs> but particularly <laughs> Nene. Nene was prepared for the job. And, and, and Gordon left finance ministry, left saying he'd done his job and he moved on to a local government. So it was mm -hmm. actually was those appointments on the look cool. There were good appointments, as you said, about some of Zuma's uh, cabinet pl placements. Just when bringing back Praveen and putting him in finance right now, 
We're just saying, with, within, if, you, if he cares about the ANC unity, if he mm. cares about the whole idea, Praveen back at Treasury would be terrible. But Praveen at DP maybe is more palatable. But bring him right back at the heart of Treasury, where the battle has been for the past three odd years. And I think that will send the wrong message. Whoever it is, Rob Rose, is going to have to make some very hard decisions in the next yeah. couple of years. Well, I mean, t to some extent, you've already got the VAT, for example, the VAT issue. To, you know, we have almost no choice but to do that now. Yeah. You have Zuma's free education promises do you unravel that do you try and honor what he what he suggested i mean there's it's going to be a tough road if if growth picks up mm. of course that'll help your corporate tax revenues and that'll that'll fill some of the gaps and i think that that's what they're hoping for to some extent but um it's not going to be easy for whoever takes charge so it's going to be a very interesting week next week and uh we hope to see you again